Time for Radio Salon. Let me introduce our pa- panelists. Uh, joining us, the independent legal researcher from Laquant LLC, Professor Chung Huang. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. And also joining us from Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning to you. Good morning. We will talk about the uh, aftermath of the summit between South Korean President Moon Jae-in and U.S. President Joe Biden. A couple of the key takeaways uh, before we get into more specifics on this um, joint statement on the alliance, uh, very strong, blah, 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 uh, talking about uh, uh, denuclearization being the principle for the uh, key to the peninsula, as well as dealing with North Korean relations, an agreement to give vaccines for 550,000 South Korean troops, also some vaccine partnerships with uh, various firms establishing a production base in South Korea, um, a restriction lifted on missile development range, and so on and so forth. So uh, we're going to uh, jump into this. um, And I I see from the notes that this will be interesting because we do have some differing opinions here, uh, apparently. Professor Huang, uh, just start off your kind of 30,000-foot takeaway of the results of the summit. I think overall it was a very good outcome for the Moon administration. But at the same time, if the Moon administration counts it as counts this as a kind of a turning point in, in the, there's a sagging public approval, I, I'm not sure if it's enough of a good news for the administration. Right. And so what we have seen in presidents past, but particularly, I think, in the Park presidency was that uh, whenever there was some domestic turmoil, she would, it seemed like inevitably right. it was time like she would go on an overseas trip. Uh, the press would say, oh, oh, this kind of thing was accomplished and agreed upon and she'd come back and she'd get a, a bit of an uptick in her approval ratings. I think what you're saying right now is that right now the public is so domestically focused that um, we, we definitely don't see any dynamic change unless it's something that is tangibly felt domestically, and these outside nice joint statements about um, denuclearization don't really move the needle, is your point. Exactly. I mean, it's a nice nice icing on the cake, but I mean, the people are focused on the cake, not the icing. Okay. Dr. Bong, your thoughts? Well, if you think that the United States um, is an essential and indispensable partner for South Korea, so restoration and improvement of a bilateral partnership with the U.S., must be made, even at the huge expense of South Korea's own national interest, then I would call this a huge success for the United States and all pro-American, mostly conservative people in South Korea. But in terms of give and take, transactional standpoint, this is a one-sided victory for Joe Biden over President Moon Jae-in. You mean, but when you say victory over Moon with Biden, United is there an States, adversarial kind of um, no, no. situation? I mean, in terms of a give and take, United States got almost everything it wanted, and South Korea did not get any, absolutely not, virtually nothing that it hoped to gain from the summit meeting. Uh, watching President Joe Biden remind me of the you know, coach Gus Hiddink, national hero, Mm-hmm. leading our soccer team to Final Four in 2002 World Cup games. Mm-hmm. But before that, uh, we used to hate him because uh, he was the coach of the Dutch national soccer team in the previous World Cup game in 1998 in France, right? Yeah. South Korea and the Netherlands belong to the same Division E. And his team beat, it, beat South Korean team in 5 nothing. 5 nothing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a baseball game score, not a soccer game score. I mean, now Joe Biden is like Gus Hiddink beating South Korean soccer team in 5 nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't like the conservative politicians and the Korean media 
did not really look into what actually agreed in the summit meeting between the two presidents. I mean, you have to be I mean, doing your homework to have an objective and thorough appraisal of the actual content of the agreement made in the summit. What, what do you mean about the conservative politicians and the, the media? Well, they tend to be pro-American, so they are so willing to make any concessions. So you're saying they should be happy? They should be happy. But, but, the, but my problem is that, well, um, you, you have to protect uh, South Korean taxpayers' money, right? Any money going freely to the United States in the name of a bi bilateral partnership you know, should be subject to very critical and thorough evaluation on behalf of okay. South Korean taxpayers. I'm curious what taxpayers' money you're referring to. Well, many regards. For instance, uh, the 11th uh, negotiation on the SMA, Special Major Agreement, concluded in March, was not a huge victory uh, for South Korea in the name of national sovereignty because um, South Korean uh, negotiation team agreed to change the uh, baseline of calculation from annual uh, inflation rate. But that wasn't rate. part of the, the summit. Me. Let, me, let me finish. Uh, to uh, annual defense spending rate. So the amount of money pressured by Donald Trump, uh, you know, uh, 1.5 billion U.S. dollars, South Korea is going to pay um, in the next uh, five years. So it has been delayed, but uh, it is not a huge diplomatic victory for the Moon Jae-in government because South Korean government failed to protect South Korean taxpayers' money in terms of SMA agreement. It just postponed five years, but ended up agreeing to pay the same amount of money. Now, why I say that the South Korean taxpayers' money uh, has not been protected? Because... Um, so Moon Jae President Moon Jae-in made a lot of concessions uh, that could be really inside North Korea and especially China. The Taiwan Strait stability is included in the joint statement. And uh, what I think uh, the biggest mistake is that South Korean government and the U.S. government agreed to find the origination of COVID-19. That is the, uh, the argument made by the Trump administration and the Chinese government vehemently deny that accusation. And uh, they also agreed to cooperate to maintain stability and freedom of navigation in the South China Sea. Uh, so South Korean government made a lot of concessions in favor of the United States. And what did President Moon Jae-in get in the summit meeting in return? Prime Minister Suga of Japan got enough amount of COVID, uh, uh, Pfizer vaccine uh, that will be satisfy the uh, vaccination for 110 million Japan citizens. So every Japan citizen at the age of 16 or older will be fully vaccinated by the month of September. And we only got how many vaccinations? About half million. And it's only for South Korean soldiers because it is for the protection of U.S. forces in South Korea because they are going to have a lot of context and probably uh, Moon Jae-in government is now a uh, lack of excuse to scale down or even postpone the uh, joint annual military exercises. So what I'm saying is that in exchange for the, all the concessions President Moon Jae-in made at the summit meeting, there must have been far more returns made by the Biden administration. Professor Huang? I 
still not waiting to hear what uh, taxpayers' um, money expenditure that Moon Jae-in government failed to protect. I mean, Taiwan, are we going to say that, you know, just South Korea should just uh, support China and annexing Taiwan? I think, you know, with respect to China, it has always always been kind of a strategic uh, ambiguity that South Korea has tried to maintain, and it's always been a kind of a tight ropes situation. And when the balance shifts, as we remember from the Fed incident, you know, we, we, we get a big backlash from uh, China without much backing from the United States. Uh, I think China is a valid concern, but to the extent that you know this is going to involve a huge taxpayer expenditure, I'm not really sure I, I'm inclined to agree. Right. I mean, I mean, if you just only focus on very short time frame, uh, very uh, closely related to the timing of the summit meeting, then your uh, argument is absolutely correct. But that is exactly the reason why I bring in uh, the uh, the SMA agreement, which took place in March, uh, two months before the timing of the summit meeting because... I mean, you do realize that Trump was asking for 5 to $6 billion a year, right? And we ended up agreeing to pay that amount. Only, 5 uh, to $6 billion a year? No, no. The final number is uh, $1.5 billion U.S. dollars. Right, which was kind of, you know, kind of base rate, kind of 20, 30% increase that, you know, uh, the, the working group was uh, working towards. Right, so uh, that was... Uh, um, so if the South Korean negotiating team was really genuinely committed to protecting taxpayers' money and government budget, well, then I mean, that uh, demand okay. by the United States should be rejected all the way. But they ended up paying the money. That is why I bring in the SMA agreement, which is okay. so lopsided in favor of the United States. If Moon Jae-in government uh, had agreed to give that uh, huge concessions to the United States, then the expectation was that the outcome of the summit meeting, right. which took place on the 21st of May, okay. two days ago, should have been far in favor of South Korea in terms of making the most out of the other uh, taxpayers' money agreed to okay. be given to the United States fin- a month ago. F- final point on the taxpayer issue, because I think this is one that the average layperson right now is not going to feel uh, too emotional over, but... Uh, Final points on this before we jump into any of the other topics. Okay, then <clears throat> moving on, um, there are a host of other uh, agreements that took place here. I mentioned some of them, the, the missile restrictions. Uh, you, you've already had your uh, um, say on the, the vaccine procurement issue here. Uh, tangibly speaking, then, um, what do you think were some of the uh, is is it uh, to you there was really no positive outcome for South Korea's interests during the entirety of this? Uh, no, no, I'm not judging the uh, uh, outcome of the summit meeting from absolute standard. I'm judging the outcome of the summit meeting by the uh, standards set by the Moon Jae-in government itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you remember? I, let me give you another World Cup analogy here. Then, in 2014 Brazil World Cup. The South Korean team, led by uh, coach Mr. Hong Myung-bo, unfortunately failed to make the final 16, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in his interview with the Korean media, uh, coach Hong Myung-bo said that, well, at least our uh, players, young players, gain precious experience. Mm-hmm. But you remember the commentator Lee Young-pyo, right? Mm-hmm. Lee Young-pyo expressed his, his disagreement with this assessment, saying that, well, World Cup games should not be regarded as places to gain experiences. It should be regarded as a places to get the results. Mm-hmm. You have to prove yourself. So, judging from the plain fact that South Korean team failed to make the fi- final 16 as it promised, 
then I have to call this result a failure. That's what right. Mr. Lee Yong-pil said. So judging from the, right. uh, the, uh, the, the standards set by not anybody else but the Moon Jae-in government himself, we have to ask whether we have gained the so-called vaccine sovereignty. Okay, then fair, be, fair point. I believe the over-reliance on Park Ju-young and the stubborn insistence on having him play the full 90 minutes was a major factor in that uh, World Prime Cup Minister result. Prime Minister Suga get one point, uh, more than 100 million doses. Uh, I'm sorry, more than that. You do realize Japan's vaccination program is, no matter how much it's being criticized here, is in a much worse situation than, than South Korea at present levels right now, right? My point is that uh, if you compare the joint statements... Of the two summit meetings, the U.S.-Japan okay. and U.S.-Rock, there's a lot of similarities. But uh, compared to what Japan gained, to mm-hmm. what South Korea gained, then I have to say that there's a lot okay. of a desire. So in a, in a zero-sum world where we look at it as um, the rivalry with Japan uh, and, 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 and how the, the joint statements were crafted, as well as the tangible agreements that were made, uh, Korea lost out because it seems like Japan was able to procure more, uh, in your view, uh, than, than Korea was able to. And this is somehow a mastery of Suga's diplomatic skills compared to Moon Jae-in. Is your and I don't like the fact that the media frame, this is a victory of South Korea vis-a-vis Japan. Okay. Like the Prime Minister Suga had to wear you know, two masks, right? And uh, they had to uh, mm. set apart by two meters because uh, there was a serious uh, situation in the United States in terms of COVID, uh, you know. Okay. 19. Well, they have to be really careful because right. Suga was the first foreign uh, leader invited by the Biden administration for a face-to-face meeting. I mean, had it been South Korean President Moon Jae-in as the first foreign leader invited by the Biden administration, okay. then the scene would have been the same for President Moon Jae-in. And that uh, symbolize how United States All right. regards South Korea gonna, as an essential I, partner. I have to give some equal time to Professor Huang. Overall, the takeaways here, I think it is a little bit of um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right, in, in terms of what you're taking away from the summit achievements itself. But um, any uh, takeaways for you in terms of the things that we've touched about, wh- whether it's North Korea, whether it's the missile range, or even the, the vaccine procurement pr- program? Well, uh, th- three things. One, as for the um, uh, missile restriction being uh, lifted, I think that that's a news that is welcomed by both conservatives and liberals alike in, you know, in South Korea because, you know, conservatives like to think about, you know, strong military and alliance with the United States, whereas, you know, liberals in South Korea not like to th- think about military sovereignty and so forth. So, you know, that I think that's a clear win for the Moon administration since, you know, that's kind of you know, it gets support from both uh, both aisles. As for North Korea, um, I think it's notable that you know the, the joint statement clearly stated new denuclearization of Korean Peninsula instead of North Korea. I think always that phrasing has irked North Korea. So at least Biden administration has settled on a, on a phraseology that kind of signals to the North Korea that is willing to talk. On the other hand, you know, appointment of the special envoy uh, Song Kim. I'm a little uh, split mind on this because, you know, on one hand, there, it was appointed, but currently he has another job. He's a U.S. ambassador to Indonesia. So he's not going to be able to concentrate on North Korea full time. So will that change? I yeah. think that will actually signal some, uh, you know, what kind of a roadmap yeah. that the Biden administration sees going forward. Yeah, perhaps mindful that um, there is this expectation North Korea has no intention to have any dialogue anyway, so appointing Sun Kim really doesn't do much in terms of distracting him from his uh, main duties as it stands right, right now. Right, but why not appoint some, somebody full-time you know, up front and see what, what right. happens? 
you're just just to follow up on on the idea of the the vaccine hub issue. Uh, certainly, there is a delivery schedule. Um, there is a procurement uh, contract in place in with various firms and um, entities that there is more than double the amount of right. um, of, of uh, vaccines that are uh, required to be delivered. It's a matter of vaccine delivery schedules now. But your point about the Moderna setup and, and the Samsung Biologics deal, among with others like SK and all that, um, how, how much do you think political will has to play into fact here to, to really ramp this up in terms of getting this uh, vaccine out to the public. I mean, private firms have, you know, zero incentive to, you know, invest uh, any more than they absolutely have to, right? I mean, you know, they, they, they're out there to make profit. They're not trying to, you know, cure the world of the, the, uh, uh, this pandemic. On the other hand, you know, South Korea in public, you know, has, you know, kind of public interest both in vaccinating the entire country and also, you know, contributing to vaccinating around uh, the, the rest of the world since, you know, we, South Korea, deal so much with the rest of the world. And in order to push that, you know, government has to put in a lot of funds, which some of the other governments have done, but at least the Moon administration has shown very little you know, tolerance for spending money in this particular issue, and I don't see that uh, uh, changing anything fast. So while the talk of vaccine hub is an interesting idea, I, I don't see a huge political win in this administration in you know, really pushing this forward. Yeah. So basically, then it, it's it's a nice agreement to have. But what you're saying is tangibly, you're not going to expect something that it's going to be uh, a factory up and running within the next couple of months and start uh, pumping out vaccines for us to use right I now. I mean, ideally, do I want to see you know, public money being poured into, you know, in orders of billions of dollars so that, you know, South Korea can, can get vaccines faster and we can do a lot of overseas, you know, assistance in you know, providing vaccines to, you know, countries that are hard hit? Yes. But mm. this administration doesn't seem to want to spend money in that particular Sure. Dr. Bong, uh, you, you criticize that the media coverage here seems to be excessively um, uh, non-objective in this. And that's kind of a departure because the media up till now has been uh, fairly adversarial uh, with the current government on, on other domestic issues, um, uh, particularly with, with issues like prosecutorial reform. Uh, what do you feel would have been a better approach for the Moon government um, in terms of uh, whether it's the joint statement that uh, you provided us a copy of or just even the tangible agreements made that would have allowed you to be perhaps a little less uh, critical of what, what transpired? Well, the, um, one piece of uh, word that I would share with the government would have been that uh, do not uh, inflate public's hope through the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you, know, you try to promise something that uh, you are really confident to deliver at the summit meeting, but... Under-promise, over-deliver rather than over-promise, under-deliver? That's a nice way to summarize it. And uh, uh, my criticism is not really mainly for the Moon Jae-in government, but the media and the conservative politicians and the conservative party not doing their homeworks, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I think there is a very wrong tendency among conservative members of the political parties to say yes, whatever, on whatever that's about United States and U.S.-South Korea security partnership. Mm -hmm. But their first job is to protect South Korea's national interest, which may be in conflict with the national interest of the United States. Mm -hmm. What is good for the United States may not be always good for South Korea. Then they have to prioritize protecting South Korea's national interest, but they don't ask tough questions. They Mm -hmm. don't ask tough questions trying to protect South Korea's national interest. I mean, even, and they, they, the media used to uh, just uh, uncritically use the fancy labels or uh, bombastic, you know, phrases like the sovereignty. Now everything can be regarded as a, you know, procurement of sovereignty, the vaccine sovereignty. Then 
Uh, let me see. South Korea's domestic pharmaceutical companies within three or four months actually producing domestic mm-hmm. you know, COVID-19 vaccines. Then I would say that that's a really you know, a- acquisition of vaccine sovereignty. But uh, if you read the joint statement and the press briefing, then it is all about South Korean corporations co- making contribution to bottling and labeling of Moderna vaccines that will be distributed to global scales, not concentrated to South Korean population. Right. So uh, I'd like to see the evidence that uh, this is not uh, something very similar to Nike manufacturing you know, plants in Indonesia and Nepal, producing a lot of items labeled as Nike items, but not distributed or consumed by domestic population. Mm. Final thoughts on the issue then, uh, Professor Huang. Uh, you mentioned that you don't think this is a, a game changer, but what do you foresee uh, in the next few months that the Moon Administration has to do, taking what may be part of what's happened in the summit, but overall uh, in this last year of office? Well, it has to hit some home runs on the domestic front. I mean, you know, lest we forget, uh, the Moon Administration did win a huge election victory just last year. How? By responding to COVID-19 uh, the pandemic, you know, really you know, in an admirable way that that was clear on the international standards. And since then, it hasn't had really a, a big domestic uh, domestic win. I, I, personally, I would have thought that, you know, big wins will, should come from, you know, economic relief and big uh, vaccination front. But for whatever reason, the administration doesn't want to, want to spend money that way. And personally, I don't see any other way that it can achieve a win. I mean, clearly the administration thought that real estate policy was such a potential way, okay. but it has sort of, you know, uh, hasn't happened. So I'm not sure that what the next, next step is. All right. Well, hopefully we can discuss what the, the next steps will be in a future panel discussion. Dr. Bong, Professor Huang, thank you both for joining us. Always appreciate it. We're going to have to say goodbye. Life Abroad with Na Seung-yeon is up ahead. Stay tuned for that. Please enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.